Okay, hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Wasted Possession Podcast. I'm not sure what we're going to call this series yet. Maybe Matt can help us when uh, we get there um, later on because it's a little bit different from the usual format. But we do have a guest in and it's the big, the biggest guest yet, to be honest. Um, I was quite surprised when uh, <laughs> I got the, yeah, okay, I'll do it. Um, I mean, I, 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 you don't need an introduction, Matt, but I'll, I'll let you uh, tell the viewers who you are. Uh, yeah, my name's Matt, or Second Yellow Cards, you probably know me a bit more as that, maybe. Uh, perhaps I stream and make Football Manager YouTube videos, essentially. I suppose that's the best way of boiling it down into, like, a, a sentence. Yeah, I mean, oh, man. It, it, it's, it's surreal, obviously, um, having you in here, so thank you again for coming on. Um, and I just wanted to I wanted to start the, the question in just something simple and basic, sort of. Um, when was the moment when you were younger that you first thought, football yeah that that's for me sort of thing what was that what was that like coin drop moment for you i feel like it was probably it kind of comes in stages i feel like because when i was a really young kid i was like super into rugby union because mm. that was like the school i went to they were just obsessed with rugby so you kind of just get pushed into it they did have a football team but it was only like five of us so you, i just sort of played because i liked sport at the time but it wasn't probably until like the 98 world cup seeing that David Beckham free kick against Colombia, watching it on my parents' living room floor, being like, wow, it's kind of like an eye-opening thing. And then, yeah, I didn't really watch any football that much after that, really, but I was eight years old, so I probably wouldn't remember if I did, but there's like those little footballing memories that stick out on you and they slowly but sure you get you involved in watching football. Mm. Things like that and the Liverpool Alaves, I think it was the Europa, no, UEFA Cup final between Liverpool and Deportivo Alaves, was like 4-3 or 5-4, some ridiculous scoreline. Watching that and... Just that sort of stuff just slowly gets you into it, I feel like. Just yeah. you see a little thing go, Oh, that's fun. Oh, that's fun. And then at the end of the year, oh, actually no, I quite like this now. <laughs> yeah, I get that. I get that. So who who is it that you support, Matt? Because I, I don't even know that one myself. <laughs> Contrary to what I just said, I'm a Fulham fan. Um, okay. So it's it doesn't really make sense with the things I just said, but like, when I was very young, I liked Liverpool a bit, but I wasn't really a fan nah. as such until I when I actually started watching football properly. I was watching like in 2003 when I was like 13. So it was quite a little while later before I really properly got into it. I was watching like the Premier League with Des Lynham on a Saturday evening. And for some reason, from watching the highlights, like every weekend, just being obsessed because when you're 13 years old, there's not really a lot you can do. And I just started really liking Fulham. It's a really like, <laughs> bad way of being like, well, that's how I became a Fulham fan. But that's just the truth. That is all I know. I mean, I find it hard to believe that somebody could watch Fulham and become a fan of that, just of the quality of the football on display. But I, I respect that. I respect season. that. But see, my, my, my answer is always Manchester United because my dad did. Um, yeah. Essentially, so yours is, at least, at least you've got some sort of rhyme or reason to it. So just, just taking it still back to those uh, younger days, um, did you, were you good when you played at all? Were you involved in sort of the oh, football no. aspect? I was unmitigated garbage. Um, to the point where, like, we'd play in primary school, we'd play football, and it'd get embarrassing to the point where the other team would like give us one of their players just so it wasn't quite so bad. Uh, that's how bad it was. I mean, it's a very small primary school in a class of like 30 kids where only like six of us actually played football. And then when I got to like high school, I just couldn't be bothered at that point. I'd put on a load of weight and I wasn't particularly athletic. And so even rugby, plus it had gone from being touch rugby to being full contact rugby. And I was not about that. Life. <laughs> I didn't want to break a nail or something. And so I just kind of noped out at that point. I, I did still do GCSE PE, would you believe? But only because it felt like the right thing to do at the time. And it just felt like an easy class to take. So I played a bit of football in GCSE PE and did an exam in it. And I've barely played football since, really. Okay, so you're just pure brain power, pure tactical, which I guess leads itself quite well to your profession, right? Um, so you are... 
full time on um, Twitch and um, YouTube. And when when did you go full time? Basically, start of the pandemic. It's, I think a lot of people had to make sort of yeah. quite big decisions at that point, and it was one of these things where. I sort of had to make a choice of if I, I believe that like I felt that there was going to be an opportunity there given that everyone would be at home because they had no choice to be at home. Yeah. So I thought, you know what, if there's ever a chance for me to shift some stuff around and just start streaming on the other days that I wasn't using to make YouTube videos, maybe I'll just see how it goes. It's a, it's a like a vertical I haven't assessed properly or tried out. And then it kind of went okay. And then sort of snowballed to the point where I was like, okay, this is decent. It's not like the same kind of money as before, but it was more fun. Yeah, and so it just kind of snowballed from there to the point where I was like, you know what, screw it. This is this is me now. This is what I do, and here we are. Yeah, I mean, I think it's one of them. Not many people can turn around and say, "Oh, I do something I'm genuinely passionate about." Uh, to to very, it's a very good position to be in if you can get yourself there. So I can completely love all that. And like again, like you say, start the pandemic. I started my first attempts of building content if you could even call it that at the beginning of the pandemic so it's good to hear somebody was sort of in that similar boat but i mean twitch a lot of people were. i mean i know you started on youtube i think was i think oh was it 2014 um i've done a bit of research i might be a bit i might be a bit shaky though no, what, that's right what what yeah. was it that made you do it because for me it was i haven't got anything else to do right now and i've always thought ah so i've seen other people do it i thought ah, i could do that sort of thing that was my mindset what was it that put you in it was like that except back then there was less people to sort of go oh i could do that because there's just there was so few people actually making the kind of content at the time youtube i mean it wasn't in, uh, ironically when i started youtube i was thinking to myself oh god it's 2014 now i've clearly missed the boat on this whole youtube thing now it's been going for ages i'll never make it um there you go but it was mostly just I had a shitty laptop and the only game I could play on it was FM14. It's the only thing that would even vaguely run on it because it just it had like a graphics card, but it was an old one. Yeah, it was just a terrible, terrible piece of junk. But I, I had a YouTube channel that I already had called Second Yard Card from when I was doing something else, which I made a year earlier, just trying to like get the names across all the platforms. So I thought, ah, screw it. Let's, let's try this stuff out. I just started. I'd only really been watching YouTube for about a year, watching like gaming channels and stuff and thought, well, maybe I could do this. I, I tend to accidentally commentate on a lot of games I'm playing when I'm playing FIFA or FM a little bit at the time anyway. Why not put it on the internet instead? Uh, so I made a couple of horrendous videos and then slowly started to get some progress with it. <laughs> Nah, that's fair. That's fair. I think that's a that's a key one as well because I remember doing similar, particularly like when I was younger with my brother playing like old FIFA games and WWE games, particularly yeah. just commentating over it, turning off the commentators and doing it ourselves. So I guess it's I good think it's pathology. I think yeah, it's like something that all of us that do this seem to do, and I thought I was the only one that would do stuff like this, and I, I would feel properly like, God, I'm a bit of a weirdo. The fact that I would commentate over my own matches or I would like make my own football leagues up and all this sort of jazz where it's just like, oh, that's a bit weird, dude. Don't tell anyone you yeah, do that. It's like, and, then I put it online and everyone's like, yeah, me too, bruv. And I'm like, yeah. okay. I, like, I wouldn't have said that I did unless you just said that you did it sort of thing. It's, that's the sort of boat you're in, right? <laughs> but nah, that's, that's fair. So um, obviously you, you obviously started and I... I've tried the YouTube thing earlier on and it's, it's, it is a grind to get it going. Um, what, what was it in you that kept you going? Because I'm, I'm, I'm personally, I'm someone who's quite results driven. If I don't see sort of something happening straight away, I can get a bit disinterested. What was it that you thought was sort of like, what, what made you grind out those difficult early years or weeks honestly, or months? I think I'm pretty results driven as well. And I, honestly, I think the reason I was able to persist with it is because I actually got results really quickly mm. and i don't know if i'd 
if I hadn't have got results really quickly, I don't know if I would have just binned it off after six months or something. Because like I started in September and by like, I, I think it was around about firework night, early November kind of time, we hit like 250 subscribers mm. and there was momentum there because I've been given shout outs and videos and stuff like that. I was just kind of doing my thing, but it was enough traction and growth to the point where I could see this going, I don't know where it was going to go. For all I know, it could have plateaued and obviously it has, but like it made me go, okay, well maybe I can keep doing this for a little bit more. I had the motivation at that point to continue doing it. And then it was like end of November, it's a thousand subscribers, Christmas, it's three. And then at that point you, you don't need to find the motivation because it's there for you. But I feel like I'm extremely lucky that I was in the position to have that because I just happened to get shout outs at the right point. And also I was in a doing it at a time when there was perhaps less saturation. There wasn't a lot of FM YouTubers back then. Mm. So it was easy to stand out even a tiny bit just by doing the, even the tiniest thing fractionally different or even slightly better than someone else. Yeah. Not that I'm saying I did, but I mean, I must have a tiny bit, but <laughs> it was able to give you that tiny little marginal gain. And back then that marginal gain was worth a lot more than say it would have been now if you made the same level of marginal gains. It's just a completely different landscape now. Yeah, because it is, it is difficult. I think the most, I know the way that I did, I put a video out to FM related and, um, the one that banged the most for me, I think it got like a hundred views and that's because all my friends just started to comment on it for a laugh and that's how it gained the traction. Well, they love yeah, it. exactly. And that's, that's why, that's why I thought about that. That's why I prefer Twitch. Cause when I started on Twitch, I feel like it's easier to get discovered there initially. I don't know what your feelings on it are. And obviously you came to the Twitch game when you were already established, like everybody yeah. in the community knows who SYC is at this point. But it was for me, it was just much easier for pe random people to find me. And thoroughly enough, the whole wasted possession thing was born out of Twitch. Like I was streaming one day and a few guys who viewed me were like, how cool would it be to start a podcast? And then that's how it started sort of thing, along with everything else. So I feel like the opportunity initially is better in Twitch. Um, YouTube, obviously, once you have that sort of following, but I don't know what your takes on that would be. I think that, I think you're actually right. And I haven't really given it a lot of thought to the initial starting on Twitch. And it's, it's been one of these things where it's hard to understand because I was in, a, again, an incredibly privileged position when I came over to Twitch in that I had an existing audience. I didn't know how big that audience would be as far as transferring it to Twitch, because again, it's, you know, converting one audience to another platform is very, very difficult, yeah. notoriously. But I knew that from previous times when I had just randomly done streams, I knew that I could probably pull like a hundred people. And that for me gave me a kind of confidence that that would keep things going enough to the point where I could just, I'd happily be able to do it. And I realized that obviously not, not, people are in that position but I, I think you're right i think with the fact that if you go on twitch at any certain time of day with it comes to the fm category particularly if you're filtering by english you might find that there's only maybe three rows of people doing it which means that literally anyone who goes on the fm category will pretty much see everybody that's streaming it without having to even scroll down the page and say they follow a couple of a few people already and those people are already streaming but they go oh, i've just fancy something a bit different they barely have to scroll to see someone that they might like it's someone yeah. new and that might be you it might be someone else and so i think you're right that that initial barrier to entry probably is definitely lower on twitch because it does at least give you that entry point where plus with things like raids as well something that just yeah. isn't possible with youtube there's just a random stream one day you might just go oh i'm gonna raid this person or that person and for all that could be the thing that just kicks something off for someone and with youtube that doesn't exist i think once you reach a certain point though that kind of plateaus out and then it becomes all about youtube growth 
becoming the way to channel people to Twitch because YouTube, with the way that the you know the algorithm works and that, if you have one video that blows up massively for whatever reason, whether you intended it to or not, if you're plugging your Twitch in the first 30 seconds of that video, you're going to get a certain level of conversion rate over that that yeah. could make the difference between 20 viewers and 50 viewers, potentially, over the long term. 100%. And I think it's interesting when you mentioned that sort of raid point, because that's how I first interacted with you, was when I was on a less than 100 people came in with the raid, which, you know, you don't, you wouldn't get that exposure with other people. Like, that, that stream, there was three people watching, and I knew one of them was me on my second account to make it look like I was doing better. And then all of a sudden, there's 100 people in the viewers and that that sort of exposure you won't get on youtube and i i think it's it's quite good that you offer that sort of you know you, you you clearly look going in there and looking and if you're someone who's going in there looking when you have friends already in the bigger community it means that anybody can sort of do it but i want to i want to ask you something which some of that i struggled with early days on twitch now um i kind of set the scene with it a bit so i started streaming on the back end of fm20 right and towards that back end None of you guys were. You were taking your break before FM21 sort of came out. I don't know if you... I would have still been there. You would have still been there, but I know like Benji wasn't streaming, Leluja wasn't spinning. I'm, I'm kind of bracketing you big boys in, in one sort of bracket, <laughs> that sort of thing. But, you I'm know, a small it was, fry compared to them. <laughs> yeah, but um, I was kind of... I, it, was, it was a much more... Um, it wasn't as... There wasn't as many people on by any means. So in those days, I was pulling in a decent amount of views for the position I was in. And then... FM21 comes out, everybody comes back on, and my views dropped, and I didn't take it particularly well, because I felt like, again, results-driven. I thought I was going backwards, etc., etc., and I felt like I just needed a break. I felt like I was getting burnt out with it, because I didn't know what I was doing wrong sort of thing. Um, I just wanted to ask if you had any any of those sort of issues in your YouTube or um twitch sort of journey so far them sort of mental issues that are hard to ignore and what sort of things that you did or you'd recommend people to do to get around them because i thought it was just me but then i spoke to a bunch of the guys i'm linked with it happens to everybody like everybody seemed to have this sort of thing so i was curious how someone in your position who's done it for seven years um you would have had that experience, presumably, a lot more than I have. I haven't even done it for a year yet, sort of thing. So I was just curious to see what you, what you did and if there is any advice you could give to people. I think it's something that everybody goes through because, I mean, you're only human at the end of the day. And I, I think, obviously, I can only speak for myself and people I know, but I, I would be willing to bet that literally every... I mean, just sticking to FM here, every content creator you can think of within the FM space has had that mental moment where they're just not sure about where they start questioning everything and it kind of spirals i'm a spiraler like if if something goes a bit wrong i can handle that because i always tend to think of things a bit like a pendulum whereby you know yeah today's a bad day but it doesn't matter pendulum swings back the other way but sometimes if you get a couple of things that just nail together like a combination the pendulum swings a little bit too far and then it starts to hit you in the face and that's the point when it sort of starts to go a bit wrong like i've had less so with twitch just because I think consistency is what I've been like. I, I've done Tuesday, Thursday stream every single day since I started streaming. Mm. Not every single day, but every single week, I've I've not missed one of those yet. And I think that does kind of help because people always know you're going to be there. So there's always an element of like it's like putting on a warm jumper that yells at dots on the screen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but with YouTube, it's it's very different because obviously I was off of YouTube for like two years. Yeah. In the middle of all that and coming back, like the reason I stopped in the first place was because I couldn't hack it mentally. Uh, I just couldn't 
like the channel was blowing up at the time that I actually stopped, but I just wasn't ready for it. And my, I didn't feel like I had a community anymore. It felt like my entire sort of the thing I liked about YouTube, the comment section, the kind of fun, the banter just kind of evaporated into this kind of more, uh, in insidious kind of entitlement that I was not a big fan of. And it then completely killed any enjoyment I had out of making videos. And at the end of the day, it wasn't my job. So I was just like, I don't need to be doing this. I was doing this because I had fun doing it. But, you know, kind of like, screw you guys. Yeah, when the fun runs out, what's the point anymore sort of thing? Yeah, exactly. And so... I only made the decision to come back because people had constantly been asking me for the last two years. Not constantly, but like I'd get a message here and there being like, is that something you'd ever want to do? And I said I might come back at some point, but I'd kind of ruled out YouTube entirely. I just put out a tweet one day being like, you know, what would you say if I came back? And then the response to that was like absurdly overwhelming to me. And maybe go, you know what, maybe I could have another crack if I just come back with a different attitude, an attitude of I'm just going to do this until it's no longer fun. I'm going to do this and I'm going to have fun doing it and sod everything else. So I'm going to pick saves I want to do, make videos I want to make in the way I want to make them. And if people aren't interested, then that's like, okay, fine. But I'm sure there'll be enough people that perhaps might be to the point where I can have a nice time doing that. And that's kind of all I really wanted out of it. Yeah. And so when I came back, obviously the response was pretty good, but you know, it tails off after a while. And in the end of the day, while I was away, new content creators had spawned out and done mad things that were way bigger than I ever was and were continuing to grow. And I'd gone from being, you know, one of the top five sort of channels at the time when I stopped to, you know, scraping inside the top 10. But that's a quite, there was a quite a big drop yeah. off from the big guys to me to the point where I couldn't compete in the same way anymore. And that was quite disheartening. But at the end of the day, that's on me. That's yeah. on me, the creator, to make content that is worth people watching. And I think there's an element of personal responsibility that comes with that. And you have to be responsible for your own content because you, know, you, you can only control certain things and you can control your content. So by taking responsibility for that, at the very least, you control the things you can control. There's other stuff that's outside of your control, but no amount of worrying or being upset about that is going to change that. All you can do is focus on yourself from a creative standpoint and go, okay, I want to do this, 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 and this. And that's what I can control. Mm. And that's what I did with the YouTube stuff. And I've been trying to sort of work on the YouTube side and the, the channel just sort of plods along doing its thing. But without the Twitch side of things, I don't think I'd be in the position I am now. It sort of allows me to keep doing the YouTube almost. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's good to have it on the both platforms, I guess. And I mean, your Twitch has been doing quite well lately. I've seen, I've seen some big viewers on there. So well done on, uh, you know, that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I guess, um, in terms of the 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 um obviously pre sort of doing twitch on a regular basis spontaneously how difficult did you find that transition because um from a personal standpoint the youtube was all right but then when i went on to twitch i'm naturally just quite an extroverted person i could talk to anybody and this is why i'm doing this on the side sort of thing <laughs> um i found it quite easy to interact with the chat um how did you find that transition from the one platform to the other it, it was difficult. It wasn't as difficult as I'd expected it to be, but it still had its challenges, I suppose. Mm. Like I'd always wanted to do streaming and I kept setting days that I didn't tell anyone. I would set them myself. And maybe that was the problem yeah. that I would say, right, today I'm going to just randomly stream. I'm going to do it. I've got time today. I'm going to do it. But I was just so anxious because YouTube and Twitch are very different in terms of the, the type of interaction, the expectations from an audience yeah. standpoint. I think that, I like YouTube because it's a controllable setting where I can edit my videos in a way that I want and form a narrative and a story the way I want it. And I was always worried that that might like 
expose my maybe lack of ability to communicate properly, perhaps on, on, on a live setting. I don't believe that is the case, but yeah. I was that's my concerns when I was doing it was that I wouldn't be able to have that same level of control over on Twitch because you can't control what happens. Like well, you control what happens on YouTube either, but you could at least edit and you can kind of craft it a bit more. And I was yeah. worried that the content level would be worse. But if anything, I think it's be it's been better for me being on Twitch. And I think it's opened me up a bit more. Uh, I'm not a particularly extroverted person in person, but I think it's much easier to come across that way when you're online. Like I'll happily just sit there and talk for four hours to chat without there being an issue there and just have a good time. Cause I just kind of look at it in my head. It's kind of like just me sat with a circle of mates and yeah. I just kind of treat it like that. There's just happens to be more of them than perhaps a normal group. And that's just the way I kind of interact with. And obviously I still try to have to think about not everybody that's watching is the people in chat. There's still the people that are just watching. So obviously it's a, a it's kind of fun, a balance between the interaction with the chat and actually sort of trying to make an entertaining product. Sometimes that can go too far one way or too far the other way, but it's still just trying to find a balance really. Yeah. And I think it's more difficult with FM because personally I've always viewed FM as just chatting with something on in the background. Um, exactly what I yeah, it's it's it that that's how um, because ultimately um, the, the the games are second nature. I've always found that the chat is always popping. You get more views when you're having that sort of interaction, and obviously you need that one or two people in the chat. Well, to to sort of carry that um conversation go in to bring the topics up but yeah like i've I've always found it difficult and i think um you know when obviously you can you can take a break when you're editing your youtube video um you can't you can't just get up and go f do whatever when you're when you're live and obviously having that commitment yeah. can be quite difficult um as well now um another question that i had for you particularly was surrounding getting involved with thing, things such as the fm streamer um showdown um Obviously, you've you've been competing in that a fair few times. Oh, you've you've got you've got a title to your name, if I'm not mistaken, as well. Oh yeah. Um, how how did how did that come around for you? Were you friends with anyone in that space beforehand? And um, yeah. what do you think it does for the community in general? I think that I mean, obviously, it came about uh, from what I'm aware. Of. The general origin story is that it came about from uh, discussions between Ben and Foxy and Zealand, and I think Curti and Pine as well. Just a Twitter thread, just talking about how cool it would be to do something like this because something like this was attempted uh, many years ago, back in like 2015, called the FM League, which again Ben was the sort of spearhead behind, which I was involved in with a few FM YouTubers. But that was a similar kind of concept with the a league stage. And that was, it was all done on YouTube. And that was sort of like a trial run, I suppose, for the showdown. And then I think when it was come to putting together a lineup initially, it was basically just of like, these are my mates. And I suppose if you already have an existing friendly relationship with people, then it's much easier to get them involved. But also you can kind of, there's an element of trust, I suppose. Yeah. That, like when Ben's putting out feelers for people, like particularly at the very beginning, he's like, I want people potentially that I can trust to get this done in a professional manner. Um, at least at first until we can branch it out to people that perhaps we don't know as well and then kind of go from there. But it was, it was, you know, excellent. Great to be involved from the start essentially. And just obviously I've not been in all of them, but that would be ridiculous. But yeah. just it's, I think it's done a lot for the community in general, both in terms of, uh, lifting fm to a higher pedestal as oh, far as what sure. can be achieved on twitch with the game when you're seeing a saturday night stream which is the lowdown usually in this particular example getting six thousand concurrent viewers that's mental fm is not a particularly macro game in the grand scheme of things it has a lot of players but the actual watching audience is still fairly small compared to most other games like yeah. fortnite or rocket league or lol or whatever At the fact that there were six thousand people and it's on the front page of twitch sponsored by kfc yeah. That's just something that you just wouldn't even dream of being a thing 
like two years ago as far as FM content goes. And I always like to subscribe to the idea of the rising tide raises all boats to the point where you're looking at the ceiling for it, potentially. There might be an even bigger ceiling, but you're looking at the current ceiling maybe. And anyone could reach that ceiling, really, conceivably. Like it's physically possible that anyone could reach that ceiling. And it gives, I think, everybody hope because... People bringing in there, getting into the new content, going, okay, well, I've enjoyed the slowdown. I might go check out some of the creators in it, be it big or small, because after all, there's quite a nice spread, generally speaking, of people in the lo- uh, on the showdown for the most part. Um, but I think it's also made more people want to get involved in it too and get involved in the FM community to the point where there's new people coming in, usually almost every single showdown. Now there's some kind of new creator, be it on the breakdown, the lowdown, yeah. the showdown itself sometimes or whether it's doing stuff behind the scenes running social stuff or making website stuff or writing articles things that more and more people are getting involved and i think it's done a pretty good job of bringing the community together overall from i don't know people always used to talk about cliques and factions back in the day which i've always thought was a bit dumb because i've never really been that sort of person i've always just sort of been an island on my own uh, at times ironically before this i didn't really I, I knew people in the community, but I never really was super duper friendly with most people. Yeah, I was pretty, you know, I was an acquaintance to most people. Whereas now it's it's very different. There's a, a very different vibe about it. Everyone's sort of in it together, and it's it's nice. I think it makes yeah. it a lot nicer place to be in the FM community when it comes to content creation, frankly. And I think it's done a lot for that. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think you know how you're saying bringing new people in. Obviously, Mister Dizzy Son, who I know um, from from the Twitch community, who we we have fake arguments with on Twitter and then DM each other saying, you know, is that too far? Uh, which is which is great to see, like someone someone like him who started at a similar time to me get involved. Um, and obviously, off the back of that sort of FM streamer showdown, there's been a lot of other draft leagues pop up i mean there's oasis possession drafts as well i hope you've heard of us um but you've also got the fm playoffs you've also got the fm super league i think which is um i think sweet left foot's won both of them if i'm not mistaken but <laughs> well what's your what's your take on that because from our position we were like how do we do this without ripping off the streamer showdown because that's not what we wanted to do we wanted to create that sort of um platform for uh, any sort of streamer to be able to come in and take because we didn't obviously the guys involved in the stream show had bigger risks to run in terms of who they were selecting and who was coming in um whereas we didn't really have that so we had that sort of freedom but what do you think what do you think it does for the community and are you hoping to see more absolutely i mean obviously i can only speak for myself but Mm. the fact that whether indirectly or not the showdown has generated potentially people wanting to do their own thing like that that could only be good because like provided it's on an amicable level where it's not some sort of you know revenge thing yeah because, and that's clearly not the case because you see a lot of cross-pollination between people that are or have been regular showdown contestants are regularly like mike for example being in the other competitions as well without there being like animosity because oh you were in the other one it, you know it's, it doesn't matter yeah. like that it's it, i think it's cool that it's pr- provoked people to do other competitions of, of a similar style, but with different tweaks and rules and all that sort of jazz. And I think that's cool because it's just giving people more content to watch. And it's perhaps giving a good feeder to perhaps uh, a slightly, you know, a slightly smaller creator that might not have been considered for the showdown yet, but would get an opportunity in one of these other uh, competitions and make a name for themselves there, potentially go on to do other stuff, maybe be in the showdown, maybe not. But it's still mm. like a, a platform to expose. At the end of the day, all of them are essentially platforms to expose creators to new viewership. Be it yeah. Personal. 
and I think I think it's key that it's been amicable. Like um, on our week, we've got season three starting this well, starting tomorrow, and one, one of the, the guys, guys contesting tomorrow is one of the guys who runs the FM playoffs in the background, and then Stick Piano, who is one of the guys in the wasted possession drafts, he basically runs it without him. I don't know where we'd be, sort of thing. He is competing on theirs so there is that feel good vibe and everyone's still in it together and I, I like how it's sort of like you know that that exposure platform like we've had guys on there who um hadn't really been a full-time fm streamer maybe sub 50 followers come in and win the thing and now like you know they're, they're, they're a lot more recognized so it does it does lend itself quite nice to that where, where do you see the fm community going though in its general direction because right now it's such a nice place to be in i've only ever banned one person from my um twitch streams and that's including the weights of possession which gets a lot more viewers than mm. what i'd get if i was stream on my own um but what what direction do you do you see it going and do you think that this good time can last as it gets bigger because it will get bigger I think so. I don't, I feel like if it can be as good and as like wholesome, it's been worse than it is now. It's been quite toxic at times back when it was far smaller. So I feel like the fact that we're in a really healthy mental state across the board for the most part, particularly as far as interaction goes on various social media platforms, it's very, very healthy and wholesome for the most part. And the fact that it's able to be at that kind of level with the current numbers suggests to me that provided the mentality of the people involved across the board through all the different competitions and the streamers or people that aren't even involved in that sort of stuff just streaming fm for fun i I don't see why it would change because i always believe that people's chats or the communities around them are sort of a reflection of them in some respects because at Mm. the end of the day that's they obviously have that kind of not parasocial relationship but there's like an element of people like that person for a reason and it's because they reflect something of themselves in them maybe um and so i think everyone's just kind of Simmer down, everyone's just having a nice... I think maybe the last year's just kind of chilled a lot of people out. There's been bigger things to worry about than FM drama. I think most people have just been happy to play FM, chat to each other, and have a bloody lovely time. So I actually... I mean, you talk about having only ever banned one person. I think on my channel, I've only got like four people banned Mm -hmm. in like... And I've been... That's 14 months of streaming. That's... Every now and then we'll get like the occasional Wally, but normally I don't even ban people because you don't even need to. Most of the time, if they're just being a bit of a... I'm trying to think of a word that wasn't a swear word. Yeah, you can swear, but I don't, I don't mind. Okay, if they're being a bit of a twat, <laughs> then we'll just like, I'll normally have a word if they keep doing it, we'll time them out for five minutes. Usually if they're that much of a troll, they just don't come back in the first place because yeah. they kind of got what they wanted or probably haven't actually because what they're looking for is a reaction. I just don't give it to them. Or if they genuinely are going to continue to be a bit of a mug, at that point, yeah, you have to just be kind of be like, fine, this is ruining everybody's vibe. You're killing my vibe, man. Yeah. So at that point, we will ban them. But it's like four people most. And I think two of those are just spam accounts, actually. Yeah, so, I get that. So, like, obviously, I wasn't aware that there was an element of toxicity in the FM community. And obviously, you said bigger things to worry about. Is there anything else that you can attribute to it? Because I feel, I feel like the likes of maybe Benji doing what he's doing in terms of hmm. getting the streamer showdown off its feet, pulling people together, would be a factor. Would you, would you attribute it to anything else? It's definitely, I mean, that's definitely a factor, I think, alongside everyone just sort of chilling out a little bit. But I think, uh, like we were talking about with the way things have sort of come together a bit more and people are working and collaborating constantly, because at the end of the day, all these are just giant collaborations. Yeah. So people having to work together, it kind of pulls down any barriers or preconceptions you have about most people. Not that I really tend to form preconceptions about people until I've spoken to them anyway, but I think maybe when you have to work together and you're forced into a position where you're just talking to people and you realize that end of the day, everyone's pretty much, 
most people are good people. Yeah. The overwhelming majority of people are good people. And I think if you go in with that kind of mindset, you're unlikely to be disappointed most of the time. Most people you encounter in the FM community, not even most, like, I would say 99.999% of people I've encountered in the FM community, I've had a 100% positive reaction to or with, or interaction with, because, like, I think people sometimes overanalyze things in that yeah. most people are just trying to get by, just trying to live their lives in the same way that you or I are. And I think some people ascribe or project agendas onto other people that don't exist, perhaps. And that maybe just, maybe that's just me projecting my own opinion right now. <laughs> but I think I'm, I'm guilty of overanalyzing people's intentions from time to time, when in fact you should just let people's intentions speak for themselves. Yeah, I, I could relate to that. People on their actions rather than what you've ascribed to them for almost no reason. That could just be me being a bit mental, in fairness. So, Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Sort of uh, trying to, when somebody does something subtle and you kind of read into a little bit too more than you should. Yeah, when there's nothing, um, when it, they might have just misplaced a comma or something. Yeah, right? it's hard. It's hard though, isn't it? When it's when it's on text, like I could never read. Uh, exactly. When when some That's somebody's why been Discord calls are so useful when yeah. you're doing stuff or things like Showdown because everyone's just in a big call talking. So there's really little room for misunderstanding in those scenarios. It's very blatantly clear what was meant. You know, well, it goes both ways. Like somebody will use an exclamation mark, and like a few years ago, I'd have been like, "Oh, damn, man." And now somebody uses one. I assume they're joking, but it turns out they're not. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, no, it's, it's I'm the worst of that. <laughs> yeah. Full on exclamation mark, smiley face. Uh, and I hope that doesn't come across to fake uh, to people as being fake. That's just how I type. I don't want to leave any room for the like uh, for the manipulation in what I'm saying when I text people on like social media platforms. And I'll put that smiley face so you damn know that I'm joking. Do you know There's what? Lol in there. So you know I'm not being serious. You uh, you you put the smiley faces in, and you, you got, got me playing the smiley faces in as well because <laughs> I wasn't sure which way to go <laughs> when we were when we were doing the DMs and the build up to this. Joyness. Uh, no, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. But um, I guess, I guess, um, sort of. Obviously, we just hit the half an hour mark. We start winding things down a little bit. Um, in terms of you, second yellow card, you know the channel, the brand. What, what, what is next for you in terms of in the YouTube and in the Twitch space? Have you do you is there anything you're interested in going into? Anything that you've kind of put off and thought, well, not sure if I want to delve into that because it's hard to transition um of course but is there any is there anything that you're looking at and thinking you could see yourself in that space yeah i mean still with an fm i i, yeah. I often get asked like oh you should stream some other game but i mean i do play other games but fm's the only thing that i'm like i don't know not competent at it's probably the wrong word but like i know i'm doing enough to hold a stream down yeah I know what the buttons do that's enough right and i just plus i just know that like i don't think it'd be good for the channel honestly and it is my job so it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I could stream Rocket League on the channel, but eh, people would probably watch it, but nowhere near as many people that would watch me play FM. So it would sort of be just <laughs> doing myself a disservice, really. And I'd like to change my YouTube content slightly. I feel like the YouTube space has changed a lot over the past year and a half, two years. And the, the type of content that perhaps would have worked in the past, I mean, obviously it does still work, but I think that's mostly just because I have an existing audience that already liked that from before. Yeah. And I feel like it kind of struggles to entice new people uh, because that's not what people are looking for from the YouTube experience anymore. And I think something I would like to do. This is why I created the second channel, so I could start beta testing ideas for slightly different types of FM content that I think I've wanted to make for a while, but I don't know if it'd be the right type of content for my main channel. So I think that's honestly the main thing. Like, Twitch-wise, I'm pretty happy. Um, obviously, I, you never want to be completely satisfied, because if you are, then you maybe get complacent. But yeah. then at the same time, on the other side of that, you know, 
perfection is the enemy of really, really good. And sometimes really, really good is all you need. Because if you chase perfection, you're never going to find it. But you can find really good potentially every now and then. And just trying to, I don't know, make the stream better. Find new little ways that I can entertain people. Ways that I can keep things flowing a little bit more. Um, it, it's hard because we're, we're six months, seven months nearly into the game cycle. And so it's that weird limbo period across the summer where the interest has maybe dropped off a tiny little bit in FM. It's hard to say. Like last year, I definitely noticed a view drop around about the summer, but that could have just been people going back to work because yeah. of the whole furlough scheme um, being ended in the UK at that point. And that certainly seemed to coincide with that. But I, I don't know. I, I've got plans, but it's mostly just things like, oh, I want to do this save or I want to do that save. Is yeah. that good you guys? Yeah, sounds good. And then... <laughs> just see where it actually is. Yeah, yeah I get yeah, that. Well, it's, it's more like, it's like you said, like what we were saying, just chatting with FM in the background because... Yeah. I think that's the best way to run an FM stream. FM is the catalyst. It's the the wallpaper, whereas everything else is what you're actually there for, I feel like. The interaction with chat, the memes, the fun that comes along with that, and the jokes. Sometimes FM can throw stuff up to the point where that actually can become the centre of attention and actually can become a really focal part of it. But it's what you do during the other 95% of the time when FM isn't the thing that's actually yeah. generating the content for you. Like you, Yeah, you could have a stream with a Champions League final and that will draw people in because, hey, it's a Champions League final, right? And that's good. And sometimes you can just get by with that and the whole streaming, you're like, I don't have to make much content here because the F, the, cha the game is going to do it for me for once. But most of the time, that's not the case where you're just doing a stream where it's like, oh, we've got some Champions League games and there's a few league games in here, but you know that you're going to have to carry most of it on your back because unless FM throws up like a three-year injury or some mad shit that <laughs> is just inconceivable unless you were there, then you're going to probably have to carry most of it on your back yourself. But that's where chat comes in handy. Yeah. Uh, because if chat are even just reasonably active. It's enough so that you can keep riffing off of every single message in chat. Something like, like improv comedy, I suppose. It's just a four-hour improv set that no one signed up to. It's yeah, exactly. Lovely. And I think that's why um, Twitch suits me. And I think judging by talk to you suits you. I've always been good at just making the off-the-cuff jokes. But again, yeah. like what you're saying with FM, like 40% of what you're streaming is just simming between games. So you have to have something to put in that sort of filler which i think is probably is, is the most difficult part when you first get started like i know oh, you were God, saying yeah. you're unsure of whether to go onto another game i i did a mountain blade um stream when i was first starting to gain a little bit of traction like i noticing people who weren't my friends in the chat it was so hard to keep up with the chat because I had to be focused all the time. Like FM, yeah. I feel, is the perfect one. If you're able to engage the audience, you can't get a game better than it for Twitch. It's so good. There's so much of it that does itself. Mm. There's so few games that you can play where you're not actually playing. Like, if you're in the middle of a match in FM, okay, sure, I'm, I'm saying encourage every 10 minutes if we're at the middle of the end of the day, that's me clicking a button every minute and a half. Most of that time, I can be reading chat. I can be instantly interaction and getting stuff going. Whereas if I'm playing, I don't know, just using Rocket League as an example, just because it's another game I play, it's a five-minute match. I ain't reading chat. I've got things to do. Yeah. Like, this is, I don't know how they do that. And I feel like it creates a better chat vibe and a better experience. And maybe that's why communities with FM perhaps are slightly sort of the communities with FM feel bigger than the viewership that the creators have. Yeah. I feel like FM content creators across the board, their chat is way more active with say 50 viewers than a streamer who's playing a different, completely different game with the same amount of viewers. It's like crazy because they have so much more time to interact with chat mm. and actually, because if you're responding to the chat, chat responding to you and it's just a big feedback loop at the end of the day. And yeah, you might miss a comment occasionally, but then you bring it back and Mm. If it goes a little bit dead, you can just scroll up and find one that you haven't said anything about. <laughs> exactly. And that, that big, like, 
I have like a, a notepad or like a, a Google Doc open where before each stream, I will go through like any ideas for like talking points just in case. Just so, in case. You know, for example, today's stream, it was things like, okay, cool. The England friendly last night, Trent Alexander-Arnold's injury, the England squad, Euro stuff, Euro fantasy football, all that sort of stuff. I'll just make a big list of those things because if the chat does start to get a little bit lax, for whatever reason, sometimes it's just because you know, sometimes people just aren't typing at that exact moment. <laughs> yeah. I can just jump straight over to one of those topics and start talking about that by myself for like 30 to 40 seconds, just give my own thoughts on it. And then by the time you finish giving your own thoughts, the chat's full up again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I've never, I've never, I've never known a community where the person who produces the content befriends the people who are watching them. Um, like there's so many people who I can think of um, who's, you know, um, from from their chat they've engaged in conversation with 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 the people who are in there and then the people who are in there have then become inspired to start streaming and now they're getting involved in other stuff as well and it's just such a rare thing to see on twitch which is why i really i really do like the 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 FM community um, as a whole. I think it's a really good one to be in obviously you're one of the key figures to make it a really good place as well so cheers mate (laughs) but i mean i would not say that (laughs) well i mean i'm i've um i'm out of sort of questions sort of thing is there anything you'd want to want to add matt before we sign off i'm not sure what more i can add Uh, it's quite in depth that i know i can't believe it's only been 40 minutes i thought we'd been here for a while oh i can tell i I, the temperature's gone up that's how i know time has passed the temperature's going up. I get all the sound out. I've been worried as well because obviously uh, I live with my siblings and stuff right now. So I was half expecting knocking on the door, but we, we got we got oh, through it clean. <laughs> but yeah, um, I think I think we'll wrap things up there, guys. So thank you very much for watching slash listening. Um, obviously, I'm pretty sure everybody who does click on this will know who uh, Second Jellicard is. But if you don't, we'll include all of his links to his um, Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter, and anything else he wants us to link <laughs> um, in the description. Only fans, only fans. Oh, I'd subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, again, um, thanks guys for watching. Obviously, this will probably be out after um, Group A has played um aiming to get it out before group b um competes which will be on friday oh, i haven't got the date <laughs> we'll just add living it right now <laughs> but yeah um the, uh, upcoming friday will definitely be um having another um edition of the wasted possession draft so be really good to see as many of you guys in there as possible and yeah that's it from me thank you very much for watching